Good day to you. Just going to keep that as a thing. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back in the shed. I was in Espanol for a while. And I feel like I've done fuck all when it comes to doing the shed. But I've got two episodes come out. And one with a good friend called Faisal. And the other is with my nan, who is a Reiki master. So I'm going to be talking about energy healing and all sorts of things like that. But I'm also going to be doing a daily dose. So just what happened over the weekend, what's happening recently, what my fucking opinion is on these things, whether you like it, uh, will determine whether you keep listening or not. But, I mean, what a weekend we have just had. Tennis, football and virgins in the sky, which was a bit of a cheeky line, but really it means Richard Branson, Sir Richard Branson, was one of the first persons to build his own spaceship and go into space. But it has been about 10 years, or I think even longer. One of them crashed, so it's been quite a journey. But I think the football and the tennis will probably get a lot more of the limelight, so I wanted to talk about all three. So that is what I'm going to talk about today, but I'm not going to take up too much time. Probably only about five, ten minutes on these daily doses. Just to, you know, if you're on the train or if you're doing something, cooking some breakfast or you're cooking your weekly meals or whatever, just if you want to listen to me in your ears. And I will be doing them probably a lot earlier. Today I'm a bit late, but it's Monday and it was a bit of a late one yesterday. Not that I drank much. I actually watched it at home with the missus, so in the shed, so grass floor, tennis game, football game, pretty pretty good, 46 telly, and I didn't really feel like getting beer chucked over me, to be honest, and then seeing a load of fights with people on gear, so even though it would have been great atmosphere, I just, I just weren't really feeling it, and I wanted to chill and watch the fucking tennis. And I've only just got out of 10 days of quarantine from Spain. So you would have thought I'd been itching to go out, but I just weren't really that bothered. And sometimes I think you just get a better angle from the telly. But it's all about the app. But even though, there's great atmosphere in the shed. And it was nice to just see some... You know, I've been in Spain for a month, but it was nice to just see that England's getting back to a bit of fucking normality. With tennis and football and all right, billionaires in space is not exactly normality, but at least we're at least we're venturing out. Even though these guys should probably be helping down on Earth, but they're not really down to Earth, are they? But let's start with the football. Which, if you do know me, I probably will fuck up here or say something that isn't quite footballism because I'm not exactly the best guy to talk about football, but. Once in a lifetime. Unfortunately, we didn't win. But to me, Italy didn't exactly have a walk in the park with the first goal in a matter of minutes. And I, th- I thought we had it in the bag from there, but little did I know. Um, and I would say, like, you know, better luck next time, but who knows when that's going to be. And I do feel for the guys at the end in the penalties because the stress of fucking everyone in the UK on your back to try and pull something like that off must be immense. 
and to, I don't know, the 50 odd people that tried to pull off breaking in to Wembley. I thought that was pretty, pretty ballsy as well. I don't know how many have got in, but it looked, it looked like a fucking madness, people trying to get in that much. And then also, like, where they're going to watch it after? You'd be pretty pissed. You'd just, you'd just be hearing. And then obviously you'd be watching it on your phone, but. I suppose, again, it's about being there and it's the atmosphere. But still, I've never seen that before, but I thought that was pretty fucking hilarious, seeing a load of people trying to break in. And that's that's probably about all I've got to say on the football. But I remember being a kid and watching watching finals before and crying, but not really knowing why I was crying and not really knowing much about football then. So, you know, I grew up on water sports, for fuck's sake. And when you hit water at 30 miles an hour and you're going around the lake with one ski on your foot it does change I think the way you see sports or what sports you want to go into from a young age if I had a dad that was pushing football down my throat then maybe I would have liked that more but I think you just go where you go and my dad was shit at football anyway and I was shit at football we used to try and play and I think we was just generally shit at football so so that's that on the football but the tennis Tennis, I'm not even that good at either, but I, I did used to play a little bit. But the tennis, on the other hand, gets me every year sucked to the telly. And I don't know, I just find it such an intense game that can change in a matter of seconds, as well as football can. And I fucking love it. The game I watched yesterday was Unreal with Novak, and I think his name's Matteo, yeah. Italian again. They're just everywhere, the Italians. They're just, they're, they're like professional perfectionists. You know, if it isn't Formula One, it's pizza. If it's not pizza, it's pasta. If it's not, if it's not food, it's fashion. If it's not fashion, it's Formula One. And they're pretty good at all these things. So I do, I do rate the Italians, which probably no one wants to fucking hear today in Britain, but you know, they are pretty good. And the game itself, I mean, Novak is just like the tennis terminator with, zero expression on his face through the entire game apart from one insane roar that comes out of his mouth when when he's in some sort of stress moment trying to trying to win the match but for an underdog like Matteo to come through and play the game he did I think he's got a great career ahead of him as well and um I just I just really fucking enjoyed the game and I just love how long tennis can go on for and how it can change halfway through or even near the end and just the way it is and and Wimbledon itself which I'm a hundred percent going to next year and leaving the fucking jet because I don't want to miss it and it's, it looks like Tom Cruise was nearly at every fucking game yesterday and the day before and then he was at the football as well so he's obviously doing things right but yeah it was just nice to see some normality across the board that things are getting a little bit back to normal but you can pack up Wembley and Wimbledon but people can't go clubbing so what the fuck's up with that but that'll be another daily dose I guess and I'm waffling now so I'm going to try and stick to topic Um, and that was space so which I'm a fucking nerd, so space to me is just like, what is it? Is it an ocean? Is it an emptyless pit of things that a solar system is? Is it what we're in? 
it's not just space, is it? It's not like space between things. So anything to do with it, just, just, I find very interesting. And Richard Branson, Sir Richard Branson, finally got his Virgin Galactic space plane after 15 years in the making, uh, 50 miles up, which, which is technically in space to NASA. But the moon, just bear with me on this one, but the moon is around 240 miles away and it's still considered in Earth's atmosphere. And Earth's atmosphere actually expands further than that. But that doesn't mean that the breach of space isn't within that. But still, for a geezer to make his own shuttle, be a billionaire, have a shit phone service and usually bad internet connection company, but still be pretty pretty dope in everything he does. And his marketing's always been pretty cool. To build this spacecraft over 10 years or 15 years, which one did crash, like I said, and then get it into 50 miles ahead and offer tickets for 250 fucking thousand pounds. I think it's quite an achievement. And he also did it before old Jeff Bezos. So, which he's going to be doing it in the next couple of days, I think. But the 11th of July was a great day for space, Wimbledon. And maybe not Britons for football, but I still think it's a massive achievement where we went to and that we got in, got into that final game. But the VSS Unity, it's called, launched Branson, two pilots and three other passengers from New Mexico on a 90-minute suborbital flight to an altitude of 85 kilometers, which is fucking high. I mean, in a plane, it looks pretty high when you're 30,000 feet up and you usually go into the second layers of atmospheres there, I think. But there's about seven or eight, I think. And while he was up there on the edge of space with seriously bad connection, he had, you know, a moment where he was allowed to speak or he, he wanted to talk while he was up there. And what he said was, to all you kids down there, I was once a child with a dream looking up at the stars. Now I'm an adult into a spaceship with lots of other wonderful adults looking down to our beautiful, beautiful Earth. So, I mean, that's quite an achievement. And he's an old bugger now, I think. I think he's nearly 70-odd, or he's 60, 65. So, but these guys are going to live to about 150, I think. Him, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, the lifestyle they have. But still, I think it was pretty mad. And I think they're going to be taking people now or in the not too distant future at 250k a ticket but to be fair I think I want to at least touch the surface of the moon for that kind of money well I suppose that's not even a one bedroom flat in Shoreditch so maybe it's kind of cheap but in 10-20 years I think it's you know, 
in atmosphere space travel will become cheaper because you know there'll be Jeff Bezos, there'll be Richard Branson, there'll be Elon Musk, and then there'll be Tom, Dick, and Paul. And then it'll be Tesco, Sainsbury's, and Waitrose, and all the prices will come down. And then we'll know all the secrets of the universe from going up in a little ball and looking down. I've seen another one. I can't remember what it's called, but it was, a, I think, a 120,000 feet capsule that's going to be going to space. I think it's like a balloon. So it doesn't go, obviously, as high as 50,000 miles, but it goes pretty fucking high. And it's going to be a capsule that you pay for. And I think that was around 100000 a ticket. And it's more like the London Eye kind of capsule going up there. So see how that one goes. But for me, it does kind of show we are still a huge way away from humans traveling like Star Wars or galactically. You know, we can't even really leave the Earth's atmosphere yet past the moon we can only send satellites so and that might just be because of the technology that's available to us or these billionaires you know the pentagon's put out uh it's six page document which kind of didn't really say anything but did say something that they can't really identify a lot of these objects that are flying around, but they do identify them as objects that are flying around. So no one fucking knows. Or people do know and they don't tell you what they know. But, you know, we probably won't get nowhere near as much coverage or they probably won't get as much coverage about Sir Richard Branson as the football, even though it's been about the same amount of time since we went to the moon. Or was it filmed in a Hollywood basement? But I just wanted to talk about it really because I find it quite interesting. And it'll be interesting to see who the first people are going up there. They also get about six minutes of weightlessness, weightlessness but I'm not sure whether that's because of the decline, um, like where you can go on these planes and it's the way that they fly on a like a kind of up and down roller coaster that creates the zero gravity or it's the fact that they're 50 miles up and they are in a weightlessness zone where there's less gravity up at that point, less atmosphere, less elements surrounding them, um, weighing them down through density. But who fucking knows? I'm just waffling again now, but basically it was fucking dope. It was a dope Sunday. We should be proud of England. We should be proud of what we've got here, Wimbledon, and we should be proud that someone like Sir Richard Branson, a British man, has built his own fucking shuttle and he's a pensioner and he's flown into space and floated around. I would have said a bit of a better speech than he did, I reckon. Um, But, you know, he's probably a bit flabbergasted by seeing the Earth at such far away points. But who knows? So that's the first Daily Dose. and. If I haven't bored the tits of you, then catch me back tomorrow and I'll be talking about something else. Might involve space, probably won't involve football. But I don't think anyone wants to talk about football this week or the racking hangover they have. But yeah, I hope some of it cheered you up. I'll catch you again from the shed. Peace.